Hey guys, Ryan Bidoff here blogging from Paradise. Kind of a tough podcast tonight. Um, just wanted to do one about uh, Kobe Bryant. Of course, he passed away today. And it's he was obviously, you know... Like a source of childhood happiness because you watch, you know, watch a lot of hoops, big time hoops fans, so a lot of Lakers games. But then as I got older, you know, and I went through some really difficult times as an entrepreneur over the past decade of my life, you know, I study really successful people, the icons, the tops in their field. I think Kobe's definitely one of those guys, so it's definitely tough to process um, just his passing, but. <clears throat> I'm going to trudge through it and show you too. I have emotions. I cry. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I'm happy. When I feel really sad, I cry. And, you know, every human cries. If you're not crying, you're either enlightened or, I don't know if they're going to, well, I'll say full of crap. But, you know, none of you guys are enlightened. If you're not crying regularly, you're full of crap. You're repressed. So let's be honest, you know. I was not a huge Kobe fan, per se. I was a big Knicks fan, but I always respected his craft and just a lot of happiness watching him play during his iconic legendary career. But I think the thing that hurts even more is that I studied him in detail, learning about his successful mindset, you know, the Mamba mindset that they talk about the black Mamba. I mean, he was just, his mind was so strong. And I think you found the same thing with Michael Jordan and you see that with LeBron as well as he builds it up and guys like Kevin Durant, <clears throat> but an icon like this five championships came to the league at 16, or am I saying 16, 13th pick, what, 17, 18 years old, kid out of high school, and he was coming in brash, saying he was going to be better, and Jordan, people thought he was nuts, crazy, they hated the guy, arrogant, because he wasn't that skilled, he's the 13th pick of the draft, he had some potential, but then the talk started, and then when they saw the work that he put in, um, then the league started taking notice, just an amazing, amazing player and then the icon that he was developing into after his career i mean he already won awards for entertainment and that's a few years after he retired it's just his mind was amazing in his game so obviously he will be horribly horribly missed and obviously sending love and healing energies to him his daughter everybody on the plane and and let's think about it to everybody today who passed on it's the next step we know death is a door it's just it's a blip this lifetime on planet earth it's a blip it's like when you're going by a <clears throat> speed limit sign at, say, 90, when you shouldn't be. <laughs> it says 55, or let's say 65, and you see it quickly. That's what life is like, because we're souls in meat suits. But, of course, when somebody who's been a source of your happiness in childhood and had a profound effect on you as an entrepreneur really helped you through difficult times, not personally, but you look at them and you, you study and you learn, and you say, if he could do it, I could keep at it when I'm – horrible and I'm terrible at what I do when I'm struggling you obviously feel really sad you know we're human so just profoundly affect uh, affected more than I thought as I kind of process it and just think about it especially as an entrepreneur so I just wanted to share five lessons I learned from this icon you know a legend and really it's basketball and his entrepreneurial career how it took off it's just amazing Number one, visualizing. I was watching Stephen A. Smith a few moments ago, memorializing Kobe in his life. And he just talked about he had a clear vision for everything. 
came into the NBA. He visualized, like he really visualized guys. This is not a BS line, like a dream for five seconds or two seconds. And then you think about day-to-day circumstances. These guys sit and they put a vision of themselves being great in their mind. And they feel it as being real by imagining. So he visualized his success. I'm going to be Michael Jordan. I see myself being the best in the world. And then he got down to work. That's number two. So number one, visualize guys, visualize your dreams and you will go really, really far in life. It's just amazing how using this faculty will help you get through or just beyond or see beyond circumstances. And I've experienced this so many times in my life when things were just, oh my God, circumstances appear to be nightmares. And the visualizing faculty, when you visualize with that as if feeling like, I believe I'm doing this, I believe this is coming into form, I believe it, I believe it, that's what moves you into different actions, aligns you with different people, more power brokers, money, traffic. It's just amazing how it works. So visualize, guys. Number two, Kobe put in the work unlike probably any player who's ever played basketball. Remember the Jim Carrey quote when he was talking about the law of attraction? He's like, you can't just visualize and go eat a sandwich. And it's funny and true. People visualize and like, it's going to come to me. <coughs> Guess what, guys? Kobe outworked everybody. He outpracticed everybody. So he became one of the most skilled players ever. And one of his good friends who took off the game tonight, you know, told you about Kyrie Irving, St. Patrick High School. I saw him through his career. I'm a good kid. I still think he's a kid. I mean, I know he's not a kid anymore, but. <clears throat> he didn't even play tonight. He was so overcome with grief. And he's a very sensitive guy. He feels his emotions. So that was the right move for him. You know, at times people don't know it because they don't know. And I don't know him well personally. But I know what, you know, stuff that occurred at St. Patrick's, now the Patrick School. And he had some tough times in childhood and some tough moments that are not going to be mentioned in public. But this is stuff that I know he's probably still processing now. So I can imagine how just wrecked he is. You have to feel it. You got to feel it. It's one of his best friends. It's a good buddy. And he died instantly. So so we all die instantly, right? But died suddenly. And it's just, it's tough. So, But Kyrie has, has that Kobe mentality of practicing like a machine. Because once you visualize your success through blogging, you have to practice writing, practice creating, and practice connecting to get really skilled at it. You're not going to get skilled at it by sitting there. It has to be six, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. It's just, if you don't do that, then other bloggers like myself will outpractice you. And even though it's not a competitive thing, I'll just be more skilled and be in a ton more places and be more connected and I'll see more success and you won't. Now we live in abundance, so everybody could be super successful. There could be 500,000 blogging billionaires. That's not the issue. Got to practice. It's putting in the work, vision, practice. So that's number two. Number three, sometimes, unless you're just the most compassionate, altruistic guy in the world, you may turn a lot of people off. You might just turn people off when you're totally confident and you put in the work, people are going to feel threatened. Maybe your attitude at times because you're so focused maybe isn't quite as quote-unquote compassionate and you're just people call you ruthless but I mean Kobe was a phenomenal dude but there were certain times his career I remember John Celestand who played high school ball in Piscataway New Jersey right by where I'm from in Plainfield he played a cup of coffee with the Lakers and he may have won a title but he played with them for a little bit after a very good career at Villanova and he just said certain times Kobe would just be on the back of the bus by himself and the rest of the guys sitting in the front of the bus. And it's not to say that he was a bad please. It's nothing to do with that. 
the Kobe vision wise, and yeah, maybe sometimes you rub them the wrong way if he was more brash, but someone like that guys, if the other teammates aren't putting in the effort or are not there with them as far as commitment, they're going to be pissed at him. <clears throat> and I know myself when people don't put it in, I'm usually live and let live. But if somebody's not pulling their weight, I'm not going to say anything because I live and let live, but I'm just going to move away from them as far as anything, partnership, friendship. It's just the way that it is. And people might think, ah, you're a jerk. You're a hypocrite. This, that, the other thing. I let go a lot of bloggers along the way who start coming at me from a lower energy just because I have to let them go. So when you have a vision, you work, you put in a time, you practice your rear end off writing, creating, connecting, you're going to turn off some folks. Accept it. It's part of the journey. Not everybody's going to like you. They're just not going to like you. Not everybody's going to love you. You'll do everything from the most just highest energy, love, fun, and you're just going to have some people come along and say you're garbage and you're trash and try to pull you down. Give them no energy. Let them go. Move on. Number four, lessons Kobe Bryant teaches you, blogging lessons. He changed his game when he had to. When he had to change his game when he was young, he had pretty eye-popping athletic ability. As he got older, just like MJ, just like Jordan, he had to really add that fadeaway to his game and be a perimeter player. You start running into a lot of injuries. Your body just begins to break down. That's okay. We're human beings. It doesn't mean it's going to break down if you're not a professional athlete, but professional athletes who push it to the limit. Natural progression of a body, <clears throat> unless you're a Kriya Yoga master. And obviously these people are not living a worldly life of competition and sports and money. It's going to slowly start to slow down. So what Kobe did, <clears throat> when he got slower and jump as high, rather than just say, oh, my career is over, he really added that perimeter game to where he was just inspired. And I think, was it 2006 when he scored 81? It's 10 years into his career. <clears throat> Started in 96, I believe. 10 years into his career. So imagine that. Added the perimeter game. He became a craftier dribbler. He relied less on his ability to dunk over people and get by people with lightning speed and his leaping ability, and he really doubled down on his skills. It was just a a sight to behold. So as a blogger, you're going to have to evolve. Right now, I'm evolving from just publishing posts on my blog and doing some blog commenting, and I've been evolving along these lines for a while, to just be an extensive guest poster. I'm doing a co-release. My friend Sue Ann of Write Mix for Business and I, We've launched how to blame your blog and feed that hug. So we have co-launched a course. That's totally out of my comfort zone. That's another skill I'm adding to my skill set. It's really inspired when you see a guy like Kobe and you think you have to keep evolving, morphing. I got rid of email my list a little bit, but got rid of my <clears throat> email opt-in form. You know, I'm not taking on uh, subscribers. It's just you evolve, you morph. I use more broadcasts, broadcasting live and even podcasting. So you have to evolve with the times. Ten years ago when I started blogging, you know, BS, black hat tactics, keyword stuffing. I mean, there were articles from really crappy article bases that reached page one of Google position one for pretty competitive keywords. No such thing today. You could black hat. It totally keyword stuffing, ridiculousness, thin articles. And you can be on page one. Now, forget about it. You won't be on page 1000. <laughs> Got to evolve with the time, guys, and the times. And the fifth lesson 
that basketball icon Kobe Bryant taught us in his life is never to define yourself solely by what you do. Stephen A. Smith, again, he's a smart guy. It's funny. Sometimes you look at people on TV and you think, oh, he's a blowhard. These people are highly intelligent. Yeah, some people maybe sneak through, but they're very, very smart guys. They have a vision. You don't reach that level until, unless you're just generous and patient, persistent, tenacious, and highly intelligent. <clears throat> and Kobe talked about that. He would interview people, Stephen A. Smith, for a show. And when he would talk about someone like Oprah, Stephen A. Smith, Kobe would say, I'm not really interested in Oprah as far as inspirational people. I'm interested in Harpo. So what he was talking about was instead of being a talk show host, how about a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar conglomerate where you own everything? Forget being on TV as a host. Own the TV station. Own it all, in essence. But you know what I mean. He's thinking as far as... Instead of being a basketball player, see yourself as a champion, but you don't want to define yourself by that because that's going to shift over time. So Oprah didn't define herself as a TV anchor. She started off as a news anchor or even as a talk show host. She just kept evolving like the prior tip that you want to follow as a blogger <clears throat> and in life. But she she never defined herself by anyone accomplishment or achievement or business or job. She just kept expanding and evolving into just a spirit experiencing itself through all these just blessed experiences. And Kobe did the same thing. He didn't define himself. He was an NBA champion five times. One of the top two or three greatest players of all time, probably top two, but just, you know, and an icon too. his passion for the game. I mean, this is a bonus tip, guys. Let's throw in a bonus tip, passion. His passion is unrivaled for basketball. I don't think anybody who's ever played the game loved it as much as he. So not only did he become so phenomenal, bonus tip, but his passion just made him incredibly popular across the world, across all types of sports. He was just really loved the game. He'd go to women's games, women's college games, WNBA games. He just loved basketball. He coached his daughter's games, a 13-year-old. So it's like, this guy had such a passion. But as far as the definition, you don't define yourself. He didn't define himself. He went right into entertainment, and he won awards for entertainment not two to three years after he was an NBA icon. I mean, winning awards, that's impressive. And he was just venturing into other businesses and really putting his stamp on everything. It's just inspiring to watch. So he never defined himself by being a professional athlete or even an iconic basketball player, one of the greats. After that, he moved on. Basketball is over. He enjoyed it. He became a really big fan of the game, supported the game, a global ambassador, went to games left and right. Then from there, he went into entertainment and business, and he was never defined by one thing. As a blogger, never define yourself as a blogger. I never even define myself as an entrepreneur. I'm just a dude, spirit in a meat suit, <clears throat> who enjoys what I do when I have fun. But of course, I see myself moving on from this. I'll reach a certain point. I'm going to do this till I'm 90. I enjoy it. And then I'll move on. And that's just that. And by not defining yourself as a blogger or as a specific blogger, blog and tips blogger, of course, you're going to stick to your niche and you're going to blog for a while. <laughs> but don't. 
pigeonhole yourself. Don't box yourself in. It's so important, guys, not to define yourself because you're going to move on from blogging. And not only that, you may move on from your blogging niche. You may be sick of it. <sighs> guys, tough one today. Like I said, just, you know, sad one, RIP. Sending love and healing energies. You know, all the fans out there, of course, you know, who are having a tough time. And then Kobe's wife and his daughters. And, of course, uh, he and his daughter who have passed on just love and harmony to everybody and healing energies. It's a very, very difficult time. But in his life, he just got some – he packed so much into those 41 years to inspire so many folks. And he inspired me deeply. A source of happiness as a basketball player. I, mean, I was really a hoops nut as a kid and watched so many Lakers games. But even more, like the stuff I learned from him and studying him, I would just read about him and his – his work ethic, his vision, his clarity. He didn't define himself. He thought like an owner. I would just pick so much up from the guy that it really it took a little bit today. I said, oh, you know, passed on. And then it, it started to really hurt later in the day. Like this guy was just an amazing, amazing human being. And he passed on. He's, you know, death is the door. Him and his daughter back home. Again, is the homecoming. Is that what it always is? But of course it hurts. And just, you know, compassion for all the fans out there and all the people that are really uh, struggling right now, it's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve, to feel sad. You heard me at the beginning of the podcast. It's, it's tough. We're human beings, right? You know, we, uh, we have feelings when someone's profoundly affected us in a lot of ways and helped you through a lot of difficult times, not directly. There's no connection. It's never closer to maybe like 30 feet from him or maybe like 10 feet when he played at the ABCD camp <clears throat> along with Shaheen Holloway and Tim Thomas, Lester Earl way back in the, the mid nineties, but just, you know, someone like that had just a profound effect on me more so as an entrepreneur and really his inspiration helped me through some tough times. All right, guys, share this with your friends. If you found inspiration in it and until next time, you know what to do. Enjoy paradise, everybody.